Hi, I'm Jurgi Urrutia from Kingston Libraries in Victoria. Today, I'm really excited to be talking to John Somareva. But first, I would like to acknowledge the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation as the custodians of the land uh, from where I'm speaking, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. I pay respect to their elders past, present, and emerging, and extend that respect to all First Nations people across the land. Uh, today, we have John Somariba, an amazing artist with a very distinct style. His art is always full of energy, dynamic, fun, really fun. Um, he's worked pretty much for everyone, DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, Disney, and Nickelodeon, among others. He's drawn the Avengers, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja told us together, uh, and Star Wars, to name a few. And uh, we'll talk about all that, but we'll also talk about the really exciting new graphic novel, uh, Neverlanders, written by Tom Taylor and with art by John. So uh, welcome to Alec Graphic, John. How are you going? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm really excited to talk to you as well, because uh, um, <laughs> we talked about this uh, a year ago and you said, uh, just give me a bit more time, you know, let's talk closer to publications. So um, <laughs> I've been dying to talk to you. So we're finally here. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's better now that the book is done. And um, now that I've seen what it actually looks like, I can feel a little bit more confident and happy about the product rather than going, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get this done on time and I'm busy working on it and is it going to be good and, you know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. So, <laughs> Well, it looks beautiful from what I've seen so far and I'm dying to read it. Thank you. So um, obviously we're having this conversation before the books come out, so I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. So anyway, mm -hmm. you've been making comics for a long time now and um, and we'll talk about that. But going back even further, when did you start uh, reading comics or being interested in comics? Mm, um, my my first memories of drawing comics, uh, drawing of reading comics, was um, actually going to the library. Funnily enough, yeah. My my mum used to take us there, sort of between um, after school and. You know, doing some sort of after-school activity. For example, uh, I, I went to Spanish school after hours, and um, also you know piano lessons, whatever it might be. And there was always those few hours in between that we had to sort of kill a bit of time. So she would take us to the library, and and um, they had a great collection of both the uh, Tintin books and the Asterix books. So I, I remember reading those series a lot and just really enjoying it. And it, it was sort of my first exposure to sequential storytelling you know artwork and that sort of thing um and probably the other thing that i remember reading really early on was um some of the disney you know uncle scrooge type comics yeah we used to go to my uncle's house and he had um just outside of the toilet he had a little rack that was full of uncle scrooge comics you know and you'd grab one and disappear for a while and you know end up sitting in there for about half an hour reading this comic book but <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. um yeah, I've, I've definitely, that's where I started to really fall in love with um, reading comic books and that sort of thing, I think. Okay, that's that's cool. And um, and it's great. I think like a lot of people, you know, um, uh, I started at the library as well, you know. Um, I Thankfully, uh, I, my parents had some comics at home, 
but they tended to be, you know, adult comics. Um, uh. So, so, but, but at the library, you know, same thing. And I, I'm going to ask you a personal question: Asterix or Tintin? Choose one. <laughs> uh, that's really, really difficult. And yeah, um, I mean, if probably I would say that I leaned a little bit more towards Asterix just because um, I owned a few Asterix books eventually. <laughs> and um, my, my favorite book was uh, Asterix the Legionnaire, you know. And um, I remember just reading and reading and reading that book and loving the artwork and all that kind of stuff. Um, Tintin was a, a, obviously amazing too. That you learn so much about different yeah. countries and cultures and all that sort of stuff. And um, as, as an adult, I've learned to appreciate Tintin so much more. Especially, you know, you read these uh, that Destination Moon, you know, and you realize that that book, you know, is very factual about all the things that happen with gravity and flying to the moon and all this mm -hmm. sort of thing. And it was drawn 15 years before men ever went to the moon, you know, and yeah. he, he just had so much amazing information there. If you think about it in, in the context, it was, um, you know, just a, a brilliant piece of work. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, look, if you're going to put me on the spot, I'll, I'll choose Asterix, all right? <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, I think I would pretty much say exactly the same thing. Like, I really appreciate <laughs> Tintin and especially as a grown-up and all that, but, you know, I've always been in. Asterix person, oh, like yeah. it's just, they're just so much fun, so much mm. fun. Um, and I read those, I read their Asterix albums endlessly, again and again, obsessively, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, growing up, I guess I mean you've touched on some already, but you know, what comics were your favorites as a kid? The ones that really mark you. Yeah, well, so so uh, I read those comics very early. Like this is when I was a kid, you know, before I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't actually until I was around 15 years old that I actually discovered American comics. And um, I, I already knew about, of course, I knew about all the characters, Spider-Man and Hulk and all this sort of stuff, you know, like I, I, I had the, the lunchbox and the T-shirts and the undies and all that sort of stuff, you know, and, and uh, even a few little toy figurines and things like that. Um, I loved the Superman movies when I was a kid, you know, I used to run around the house with a towel wrapped around my neck, you know, after having a bath and trying to make the S curl in my hair and all this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, I was very aware already of superheroes, but the actual comic books themselves, you know, um, I just didn't, I just didn't know about them really. And, and then uh, a few kids at school, they, they had collections. One guy used to collect Spider-Man and um, another friend, he he showed me the Jim Lee X-Men cards. There were these cards that came up. And I, I saw that artwork and it was something hit me straight away. You know, boom, this is this is what I um, just really want to do myself, you know, like start drawing and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And and so um, I guess, you know, it's, it was quite late in the game really, but um, Image Comics was already out and everything by the time I – really got into comic books. And um, so some of the first ones I got were like, you know, Spawn, uh, Wildcats, you know, all these sort of early image yeah. comics and a um, little, little bit of X-Men. The, the first actual title that I collected was Iron Man because, um, you know, like I said, my one friend already collected Spider-Man and the other one had X-Men and, and my brother, uh, he started collecting Daredevil comics. And so 
<laughs> I just, you know, there's this thing about being very individual and having your own identity when you're that sort of, yeah. you know, teenage kind of a, um, age. And I, so I, I found an Iron Man comic and that was it. Iron Man was my guy. And <laughs> that's how I ended up being a, an Iron Man collector, even though, you know, I, I don't think the artwork in those comics really appealed to me that much, yeah. but I, I, I enjoyed, um, you know, I just enjoyed the character and that sort of thing, I guess. Mm, yeah, that's cool. I was a Spider-Man and Thor collector. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had well, friends who bought the Avengers and, and X-Men. Um, so I read those from them. Um, right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, late, later on, uh, once I started to discover back issues and all that kind of thing, I... I went and, and obviously, you know, buying Spawn, I wanted to find more art by McFarlane. So I went back and bought as many of those um, early, you know, amazing Spider-Mans that I could get my hands on and all that sort of thing. But um, obviously those those books are very sought after and they were super expensive, you know, for me at the time. So all my copies were these old crinkled up, you know, news agency copies that they were selling for a couple of dollars or something. And that, that yeah. was like gold to me, you know, finding those in a back issue bin and you're like, oh, $2, yes, I can buy this one. And <laughs> slowly yeah. I, I went back and got all those comics. And yeah, they were they were very, uh, a huge influence on me um, in those early years where I was really just starting to learn how to, um, I, you know, I, I already knew how to draw, but this was teaching me how to draw American comics, I guess, you know, like yeah. that kind of style and getting into that sort of thing. That's cool. So mm. actually, um, you know, what's your origin story? I, uh, you know, in terms of making comics, uh, at what point do you, you think, you know, what that's what I want to do? I want to draw comics. Was it yeah. Bob McFarlane, or, or, or <laughs> you know? Um, it's a funny story that I was sitting at a table and this radioactive pencil fell off a shelf and stabbed me and. From then on, I just uh, became a comic book. No, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a good origin there. But <laughs> um, no, I, I really was, like, like I was saying, you know, I was, I was 15 years old. I was at school. My friend showed me the Jim Lee X-Men cards. Um, I took a couple of them home that night um, and I just copied them. You know, I just sat there and I tried to copy the drawing exactly in my sketchbook, you know, and um, I really distinctly remember making that decision at that time and saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is my job. I'm going to be a comic book artist, you know? And um, it's funny because I, I I planned everything out. It was just this one night, you know, I planned everything out. I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself 10 years. If by the yeah. time I'm 25 years old, like I haven't done it, then I've got to figure something else out and da 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 that whole thing. So, um, and I, you know, I look back at, at those first drawings when I was 15, 16, 17, around that age, and I, I think how the hell did this guy actually make it happen? You know, because <laughs> the drawings are so bad, you know, and <laughs> I had no idea or concept whatsoever of, of anatomy or, you know, construction of characters yeah. or any of the things. But what I did have <clears throat> quite naturally was the ability to tell a story uh, through drawings because I, I had already been doing that for my whole life. You know, um, there was, a lot of things that would happen in my family, for example, and I would do little cartoons of that, you know, and, um, different different events. You know, I had my caricatures of my mom and my dad and my brothers. They all had a, a – it was almost like a little character that I had invented that represented them. And 
Um, my mum used to laugh so much reading these comics about our family, you know. And so I, I guess I'd already developed those skills quite a bit and I, I'd created my own little characters and I also used to do, um, you know, Super Mario versus Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons and that kind of thing myself. That's so cool. that side of things I think was came more naturally, you know. Um, and it, it was just a matter of really learning how to be a, a, a proper, you know, draftsman, I guess, you know, like learning perspective and how do you draw cars, how do you draw buildings, how do you draw, you know, the mundane, normal things that we need to tell a, to, to create a believable environment and that sort of thing in a comic book. So, um, yeah, that's what I worked on. <laughs> that That's cool. Um, well, you know, it, it, it's hard work, you know, as an artist to to develop all those skills. Uh, you know, we hear that again and again and again and again, and it's practice and practice and practice. You know, yeah, and and yeah, <laughs> I hear that it's terrifying when you go back and look at your first drawings and it's like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah. The, the other thing that I was gonna say is, uh, it, it's amazing how many different people. Uh, mentioned those x-men trading cards i mean yeah they they were they they created waves you know yeah they've really influenced a lot of people in so many ways so Mm. that's pretty cool yeah Yeah. and they uh, they just released the they just released the book that has all of the trading cards printed in it and a little bit of the background and all that sort of stuff so it's really cool to see that but yeah, look, I, I was one of those people, you know, he, the, the bug bit me at that point. Because so. <laughs> Disney is now actually working on a continuation to the X-Men series, the animated series. Right, yes, that's right. So, so yeah, uh, that, that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> you yeah, know, but, yeah, yeah. Me too. Anyway, uh, so uh, talking about those things, uh, what's your process like? Do you still um, work on pencils first and then digital or is it all digital now or or, what's your preference? Mm, um, Well, my preference is to do everything traditionally. I I love drawing, you know, with pencils and ink and all that sort of stuff. And um, aside from, uh, you know, there are what we call happy accidents that happen while you're working like that. You might draw a line a bit too long and then you've got to go back in with some whiteout and that creates a nice effect, you know, or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Um, the, just that the, the the digital stuff is very, very good now, but it still doesn't 100% capture the organic feel of what you get from traditional tools, you know. And aside from that, I love having the original artwork, which I can, you know, either sell or, I, I really uh, appreciate original art as a as an original art yeah. collector myself. You know, I, I feel like there's just something special about that piece of paper, which then becomes part of a story. And if that story then has some sort of cultural significance, or you know, mm-hmm. it, it really um, resonates with a lot of people, um, you know, that that piece of paper becomes a little piece of history. You know, it's a, it's a bit important. So I, yeah. I love that nature of, of you know creating comics. Um, you know, traditionally, but when I'm under a hardcore deadline, I go running to the computer and I work digitally because it's a lot quicker. So yeah, <laughs> the truth is I do a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It, it's interesting to hear how different artists feel about it and how different artists work. So yeah. yeah. That's cool. uh, look, I, 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 
I, I have fully embraced it and I work with that quite a lot. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, I think when people do look at uh, Neverlanders, once it comes out, um, it's probably done about half and half traditionally and digitally. And, you know, it's really interesting because I, my challenge was to make sure that there was no difference between the two styles, you know, the two ways that I created it. Yeah. And so, um, but in terms of process, you know, like, um, I think, I think even when I'm working traditionally, there's still some digital involved now because I still do all my layouts and sketches and all that side of things like the, the pre-production, I do all of that digitally and then I'll, um, print it out and, you know, either light box that onto the board or I print it out in blue and draw over the top of it. Um, I'm just, I'm looking around because I probably have examples of all this stuff <laughs> lying around here somewhere on the desk that, you know, I could show, but, um, yeah, That's okay. yeah it's, you, you basically got to use whatever you got around you to yeah. get the job done. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've actually done some work as concept artist as well. Um, so, you know, which of course it's quite different. So. Can you talk a little bit about that and what are the differences and what do you like more? Uh, you know, like, do you enjoy, for example, getting lost in that concept art and, you know, having more time maybe, you know, to, <laughs> to do the drawings or maybe not, maybe the deadlines are shorter. I don't know. Uh, or, yeah. you know, or it's like, no, I actually really love just doing the sequential art and, you know, the comics are my mm. language. Yeah, well, look, the, the the beauty of um concept art is that you're it's it's the purest form of creation, you know, you're really coming up with ideas from scratch and um developing these ideas, you know. And um I mean, uh, even working on a, a comic book series, you're still going to be doing concept art, you know, and and mm -hmm. quite a lot of it actually um because you know, you're creating the world, the environment, the characters, everything, you know. And and so you I'm um, I find that when I'm doing, even if I'm doing mainstream um, comics for IPs that already exist, there's still always background characters and, you know, particular environments or whatever it might be that you're always creating and, and concepting there as well. Um, so I guess the big difference when you're doing, you know, if I'm working on, for example, toys, if I'm doing concept art for, for toy designs, that sort of thing, or uh, computer games, you know, I've done con concept art for computer games mm -hmm. before. Um, the big difference is that with the comics, whatever you get paid, it's all inclusive. Basically, you don't really get paid anything extra to do the concept side of things. It's just part of the job. Whereas with the other stuff, you're obviously getting paid a dedicated, you know, fee just for that work. And, um, you know, the, the, the truth is that you, in terms of money, you're getting paid probably a lot more to do concept art outside of comics. I would say, you know, it's a, definitely a more lucrative side of business, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But I look to me, um, you know, I, I, if I chose that path, I could just be a concept artist and do nothing but designing, you know, different things all, all the whole day, you know, like that's um, something that I, I feel like I could easily do, but, but I, I just, I love comics. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. in me, it's in my blood and it's something I love being able to tell a story. I love being able to, develop my style and that is what you see on the page it's just um completely unfiltered you know where with mm. with concept art sometimes you have to go with a bit of a style guide or yeah. you know um has to fit in with what other people in the team are doing that sort of thing 
And yeah, look, they both have good and bad to them. But but to me, at the end of the day, I, I have to do the thing that really keeps me going and you know keeps me motivated and keeps me having fun and, and enjoying yeah. my job. And um, but, you know, the the day that you see your book printed and published and your name is on the spine and you get to put that on the shelf with all the other books that you've made, you know, it's just mm-hmm. an amazing feeling, you know, it is, yeah. it's just so, uh, make it worth it. So yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> and I, I think that's what we keep hearing, um, you know, with a lot of creators, like, you know, mm-hmm. comics, uh, we make them because we love, we love them. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's for the, Absolutely. Other, for the love yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Now you you've actually mentioned right there, like you've made uh, a lot of comics for DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse. You know, um, um, working on all those established uh, characters. Uh, I know it's hard to pick, but what's been your favorite uh, to work on? You know, the, the one that you really. Uh, the one that you were really excited to work on, or the the, yeah. the one that, uh, or the one that you thought, you know what, this is going to be a huge challenge, but um, I'm really dying to to do. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, probably out of all the the ones um, that I can think of in in recent memory were probably the, the Batman and Ninja Turtles crossover that I did um, was the most just fun and rewarding and. Um, you know, it was it was a it was definitely a, a good challenge. Because... Great comic, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for love much. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think Matt uh, Matt Manning, the guy that wrote it, you know, he's a huge fan of both of those properties and has literally written the book on Batman. You know, like those uh, encyclopedia sort of things that you get. Yeah. He's the guy that that wrote all of those things, so he he knows um both of those properties inside out and was really able to write what you would consider just a real true love letter to those um, properties, you know? And, and I felt the same way, you know, uh, Ninja Turtles for me was just um, one of those cartoons that I loved so much as a kid that just really um, inspired me. You know, I used to do a lot of drawings of Ninja Turtles when I was around 12 years old, 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, it, it was just such a, I felt so much excitement when that email came in offering me that job, you know, and this is a project that's going to happen. And, um, you know, I, they asked me to do like a little sample, which ended up being one of the covers that they used for the the series in the end. And that was just me trying to figure out how am I going to make this, this version of Ninja Turtles fit with that version of Batman and make them work together, you know? So yeah, that was a, that was a really fun job. I, I really, really enjoyed that one and um it's still one that i look back at fondly you know yeah look uh it, it's um it's a comic that uh, uh as you said you know it's it's a it's a love letter to both of them i feel and and uh, you know i think a lot of people looking at the cover and thinking batman with teenage mutant oh what you know <laughs> um this sounds silly, but when you read it, it's just, it, it's beautiful. I and mean, it's a really, really fun comic. So, yeah, really loved it. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, That's yeah. A good one. 
Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a no brainer, really. You know, putting Batman together with um with those characters, I think you know, there's there's the obvious Frank Miller sort of influence in the Ninja Turtles, you know, and yeah. um, so, and, he, and he obviously defined Batman, you know, at a certain point. Yeah. Um, I think you know, there's not many other characters that would blend together so perfectly. Maybe Spider Man and the Ninja Turtles would be a really good combo if they ever did that. I think. Yeah. I mean, they're from New York and, you know, they could have some good fun with all the wisecracking yeah. and all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. true. I mean, you know, on the surface, you think two completely different properties, but uh, but it's true. I, I I feel that when you read it, they do work together really, really well. So Yeah. 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 Now, um, I think it was in 2019, I think, that um, uh, at Supernova, Tom mentioned to me, um, Yurgi, um, 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 you know, we were talking about different things and, and he said, I'm starting to work on a creator-owned um, comic that I think you're going to really love and I think it will work really well uh, in libraries, you know, um, but I can't really tell you much. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be we um yeah um and i think he mentioned your name i think he said i oh, it's going to be with john um but he couldn't tell me anything else <laughs> and i've been waiting ever since because uh, <laughs> i thought that's a really interesting pairing uh you know so what's the origin story of neverlanders and how did this project come about yeah well um I guess we can go back a little bit further and, um, um, you know, I, I, and, and I'll tell you that I, you know, I met Tom a long time ago, basically. I, I met Tom before he even became the Tom Taylor that we know today, you know, <laughs> before he was even writing um, comic books, you know, mainstream books and all that yeah. sort of thing. And, and um, so we, we just sort of, uh, we met through um, some of the comic book forums and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, we just, we, we always would meet at different conventions and sort of hang out a little bit and talk. And we kind of became friends, you know, like, like through the conventions and that sort of thing. And meanwhile, you know, I, I was doing things with my career and he's doing things with his career. And we sort of always flirted with the idea of working together, you know, um, and for one reason or another, we just, uh, things just never lined up, you know, there'd, there'd be a project that would come up and he would say, oh, look, we've got this thing happening. Do you want to work on it? And I'm like, oh, I'm busy with this other thing and yeah. vice versa, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, so then um, I had just finished working on, I think I was doing some of the Star Wars adventures and obviously I just did the, the Batman Ninja Turtles project before that and I was kind of in a position where I was starting to think about, you know, what am I going to do next? And I really wanted to do something creator-owned again, you know? Yeah. Um, this is this is the, the second creator-owned series that I've worked on because I did Gemini um, through Image Comics, you know, many years before that. That was one of the first projects I worked on. Mm -hmm. And um, I just had that itch again, like I want to create something new, original. I want to feel that sense of uh, pride of owning something, you know, and bringing yeah. something new to the world, you know? And it was like Tom's timing was just perfect. This message comes through right at the right time. I was, uh, it was crazy because I was literally thinking along these lines. And he goes, Hey, um, I've got this idea for a project and I think you'd be really good for it. What do you think about this? And he wrote me, it, it was very, very dramatic the way that he did it, you know, like because he wrote me these lines of text, they were popping up each one. There's a group of kids. 
They live in a caravan. They're going to meet this guy. They think he's talking on the phone. Da, da, da. You know, like each, yes. each thing's coming and I'm there going, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Okay, okay. You know what? Nothing was really grabbing me yet. It wasn't like a punch you in your face idea until he gets to the actual punchline and he says, the caravan goes flying into the sky and they're flying to Neverland. And I'm like, ah, uh, see what yeah. you're doing here. Okay, I get it. As soon yeah. as he said Neverland, you know, and I'm and I straight away I'm thinking, you know, mermaids, fairies, goblins, fantasy island. We can do all yeah. these different environments. The Lost Boys, you know, like that's yeah. just an, a completely open slate. You can do whatever you want with that. Um, it just really appealed to the stuff that I love to draw. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I was, straight, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to start sketching. And I started drawing some ideas and we can do this and that and that and that. And I'm sending them back to him and he's writing me more messages, you know, and we're starting to just the ideas really started to flow. And, and we very quickly discovered that we, um, you know, there's some people that you just have that thing where you click with very quickly yeah. creatively. And, 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 and it's like, we're reading each other's minds almost, you know, and, and the ideas are coming out. So at that point, we, we decided, um, okay, we'll work on this. And then I, I think there was a convention in Melbourne that I would have gone down to. Yeah. And uh, we caught up and had a pizza. And that's where we sort of fleshed out um, a lot of the ideas at that point. You know, this let's design these characters. We need this character. This guy's going to do that. Da, da, da. And, um, and then I went away and started creating, um, you know, different designs and all that sort of stuff. So that's kind of how it, it all came about and our you know our initial idea was all right let's pitch this to image comics you know we want this to um uh you know we, we were just planning on doing the the straight normal you know yeah. get uh, get get the comic book series out and then it'll become a trade and and it'll be an ongoing series and all this sort of stuff and um you know little little by little we 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 did our uh, first five sample pages as you do um yeah. You know, we f found someone to color it and all that kind of thing. And we were really felt very confident about the idea. And we sent it out to, um, you know, different publishers. But re really, Image Comics was the one that we were going for because, um, you know, they I think they have the best deal whatsoever that you can get as a as a creator, you know, for creator yeah. own. Um, being that you, you get to keep all your rights and all that sort of thing, which to me yeah. is very important. And um, they they were definitely on board. They wanted to do it, but um, it was a matter of you know we got to go away and and create this thing now. Yeah. And um, and sort of, uh, you know, we we ended up finishing the whole first issue, and the whole thing was uh, it, it was happening. And um, that's when we found out about um, that we should get an agent to actually pitch this to other publishers because we felt like it had a lot more potential sort of to be something a little bit bigger you know yeah and um and we found an agent that was able to get us this deal with penguin and you know the rest is history i guess so yeah <laughs> here we are yeah i mean uh, at the moment it's um it's really interesting to see how the the market in so many ways it's it seems to be changing or at least the you know the the um, the book market, uh, like graphic novel sales in the book markets, just skyrocketing at the moment. Mm. It's going crazy. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, I I was really interested to to see. Well, 
they've gone with Penguin Random House, and uh, and it's going to be a graphic novel. Interesting, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then of course you have uh, like uh, Ed Brubaker, for example. Uh, you know, um, and Sean Phillips, like they're they're doing the reckless graphic novels. You know. They're published mm. by image, but they're publishing them as graphic novels. Right. So right, they, right. They, they, there are some interesting movements, in, um, you know, in the industry at the moment. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I what you were mentioning with Tom, <laughs> the way that? that he started pitching it to you, that's so classic him. The way he teases people on Twitter as well <laughs> all the time is just classic <laughs> him. Yeah, he's really good yeah. at that well, creating like, hype. He's a he's a natural born entertainer, you know, and so yeah. I think he's. Um, it's not that he's trying to do it like that; it's just the way that he is, you know. And yeah. so, you know, he was he was just typing this this thing out as the idea was coming out, you know. And yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I I do remember, like I I just I remember afterwards just thinking he he just pitched that like such a writer to me, you know, and really sucked me in, and then yeah. hit me with the punchline and. The, he gave me no choice. I couldn't say, no, I'm not going to work on this thing. You know, like I have to work on this thing. It's going to be yeah. such a cool idea when, when we do it. And yeah. Anyway, yeah. it worked out. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll, we've been talking about Neverlanders now for a bit, but uh, for those that may not know, uh, you know, what is Neverlanders? Can you give us their, you know, your pitch actually, not Tom's pitch, your pitch. Yeah. <laughs> This this is where we need Tom to come in because he's um he's good at that side of it. But um, now yeah. basically um what we've done here is is um it's a story about a, a found family, so kids you know um that have groups together and and they they go out on the streets and they um share everything you know they've got their little community kind of set up and um basically what happens the last lost boy of Neverland there's been a war Pan is gone all this sort of stuff has happened and and he has come to recruit some new lost ones mm-hmm. and um, he finds this group of kids and takes them away and makes them join what we call, you know, the Neverland war. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's the the basic premise in a nutshell, I guess. But yeah. the, the, the way that I would describe it is that it's, um, it's, it's kind of almost like a superhero kind of story, but, hidden inside of this fantasy fairy tale type of thing you know because um we at a certain point you know there was this idea to give the kids items like their suits and that sort of thing which um would be powered by happy thoughts you know so that's that's a big part of the peter pan story you know they have the ability to fly and stuff if they have these happy thoughts so we can we can use um we can use that to basically have endless different types of powers and that sort of thing um, with the mm-hmm. with the characters and so it's kind of cool because we're bringing it back to our sort of superhero roots in in sort of a way but really um you know there, there's so much more to it than just it being a, a superhero book because we've got a different sort of environment that i think people are used to seeing with um that sort of subject matter you know and then on top of that you've got um tom who is just so good at um giving you he's always got something to say in the subtext you know like um that's something that he's very good at and and um i think we've got a very good wholesome sort of message to tell with this book and it's um you know i love that 
anytime I've ever tried my hand at writing, that's the part that I always struggle with. Because for me, I'm always like, oh, I just want to draw cool stuff, you know, like robots <laughs> killing each other and whatever it might be. But there's no real substance to that, I don't think. You know, sometimes for, for, I, I might be like uh, the Michael Bay of drawing comic books or something where it's just <laughs> all style and, and fun, you know, that's kind of my thing. And um, uh, working with someone like Tom, you know, he, he gives it some heart and soul, which I think is what, you know, when you, when you mix my fun side with his, that, that, you know, the, the drama and the humor and love and yeah. all this sort of stuff, you know, you get that nice mix of things, you know, blending well together. Are you going to put that in your business card? John Samariva, the Michael Bay of comics. Man, edit that out. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> I'm sure I can. I could. I should come up with a. I could, I, surely I can come up with a bit of director to compare myself to. But <laughs> damn it, I did it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I, I do like some of his uh, movies. Yeah. Others, not so much. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he gets a couple of. Uh, the first Transformers was good. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the rest. Mm. <laughs> uh, now, will there be more Neverlanders? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we we signed on for a two book deal to start with. Oh, cool. So we're definitely doing book two, which we're now in the planning stages of that at the moment, um, which is very exciting because we get to do this whole thing all over again. Oh, um, I'm so excited! Oh, yep. Yeah, and and you know, I think. Um, The, you know, the first book is sort of your your classic setup. So hopefully people will get to know these characters, hopefully fall in love with them and hopefully want to see what happens mm -hmm. with further adventures, you know, that sort of thing. And that's, uh, I mean, if we if we can keep on making Neverlanders books, uh, I would love to do at least three, if not five or six, or who knows how many, you know, I think the potential is there to do many, many stories with these characters and, and the stuff that we have planned for the future. So um yeah absolutely we're, we're gonna do uh, another one and um we'll see what happens after that if people love it and they buy it you know we'll be able to keep making them so <laughs> yeah that's what i'm hoping for that's excellent that uh, yeah that that's really good news because i i didn't know if it was going to be a standalone graphic novel or what but uh you you know that the fact that you already signed for two that that's awesome Yeah. And then of course, you know, depending on how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, that that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um so <laughs> that that's almost like a, the the next thing I was going to ask, you know, is like what's next? Do you have something in progress? Mm. But uh, are you going to take a break from Neverlanders to do something yeah. else or are you uh, straight away going into the second one? Mm, well, um, uh, so funnily enough, um, so I, I finished working on this book uh, back in May, I think it was, around May was our, our deadline for this book, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. And I straight away was offered a book um, to work on through DC Comics. So I'm actually working on a project for DC right now. Um, and that's going to be like a six-issue series as well that's coming out. Um, it hasn't been announced yet, so I can't tell you what it is or anything like that, but it's definitely yeah. a, I'm having a, a ton of fun working on this one. And in the meantime, uh, Tom and I are developing Neverlanders 2, which is what, um, you know, we're just sort of working on that in the background and, and throwing ideas around. And very soon I'm going to start actually concepting uh, a lot of the, the new stuff that we're coming up with. Mm -hmm. And um, the, uh, the plan is to start 
actually working on that by the end of this year and have it ready. Um, you know, I'll be working on it most of next year and then it'll come out soon after that. Yeah. That, that, that sounds really cool. Really exciting. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty packed out at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In terms of work, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, um, yeah. And I look forward to the announcement of what you're working on for this year yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> final, not the final question, but coming towards the end. Um, um, obviously, uh, you said Tom and you were friends, you know, long before he, he even started making comics. And they often say, don't work with your friends. Uh, how did it work out? <laughs> um, yeah, look, we're, I think we're, we're our, our relationship has actually um, grown and developed a lot through this process. And, um, you know, look, uh, the, like, like any relationship, there has to be um, respect, you know, and, um, you know, you have to listen to each other and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it, it comes very naturally, I think, which is a good thing for both of us. You know, we're just that kind of personality, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's, it, look, uh, for me, it's been an awesome experience. I've had so much fun. I really, um, I admire him as a creator, you know, I admire him as a, a, a human being as well. Like he's a really good guy that, um, you know, he, he actually, um, he's very outspoken about the things that he believes in. And, and I can admire that about him because, um, you know, I, I have my thoughts about stuff, but I often, I keep that stuff to myself because, um, you know, honestly, I prefer just to draw. I, I prefer to sit here and draw and be in my own little world rather than out there fighting the good fight, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, look, I, I admire that about him and I couldn't ask for a, a better collaborator. You know, he's very generous in, in, um, this business because, really the writer gets so much attention these days, you know, and when it comes to creating comic books to the point where it's almost completely looked over that there's a collaborator, you know, somebody that you're working with to tell the actual story. Yeah. And, and Tom is not somebody who sits there um, completely taking the spotlight for himself. He's always done this with all the artists that he works with. I've noticed he, he's always out there talking about True. the people that he's working with and really giving us that platform all the time. And I a hundred percent appreciate that about him. And it's, um, you know, these are all things that I thought about when, when I was going to work with him, you know, and, and just in general, like, um, uh, the people that I like to have around me, you know, like, I like people that are there to pump everybody up, you know, like not bring other people down. I, yeah. I'm not into that sort of thing. So yeah, look, he, he's a, he's an awesome dude, man. And I am just very, um, grateful that I get to, be the guy that he works with on this particular project. So it's really cool. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, as soon as he mentioned that, I thought he was a perfect pairing. So, you know, I thought Tom and John, yes, I want to read that comic. <laughs> Thank you. Give it to me now. <laughs> you know, so cool. uh, yeah, um, um, I'm dying to read it. Obviously I've said it a yeah. few times already. I may have to edit that a anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so look, uh, it's been a pleasure, but at the end, we always ask, um, you know, uh, the creators that we interview, you know, uh, could you mention 
your favorite three graphic novels or maybe three graphic novels that you read uh, yeah. recently or, or you know, you want to recommend yeah. to others? Or they can be comics, by the way. Like when I say graphic novels, that's like because it's uh, I'm talking library world. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. About that. They're all comics. So, you know, three comics <laughs> that yeah, you want to yeah. recommend. Uh, yeah, for sure. For whatever okay. reason, yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> so I'll, I'll tell you about um, there's one that I just read very recently. I only I bought it quite a few months ago, but it's sort of been sitting there on my reading pile, and um, I actually grabbed it and had a chance to read it very recently. Um, I've, I've actually got this book here. It's just like a notepad that I keep. Yeah. And a- anytime I read a anytime I read a book, I want uh, a graphic novel or or a comic. I write it down in this book and I keep track of everything that I've read, which is, um, you know, it's, it's good for me because I like to go back and go, oh, what did I think about this one? And, you know, did I like that one when people ask me about it? So anyway, that's all just to say, this is one that I've read very recently that I enjoyed very much, you know. Um, it's called King of Spies. It's by Mark Miller and with art by Matteo, um, Matteo what's his name, Scalera. And... Um, I absolutely love his art. He's actually an artist that I've bought a few original arts from just because I admire his work that much. So that's kind of what got me in the door, you know, to buy that book in the first place. But once I read it, uh, Mark Miller, you know, he just has this very um, good sort of Hollywood popcorn blockbuster kind of style with his graphic novels that he puts out. Uh, After I've read one, I always feel like I just watched a cool movie or something like that, you know, and, um, this one's like the, the, the elevator pitch is, um, what if 007 as an older man find out that he only has, you know, six months to live and he's just, he's just going to go and take out all the scumbags that, you know, he wasn't allowed to take out before because they were protected by, um, the governments and all that sort of thing. So anyway, that's a really cool, uh, book. It's got crazy set pieces in it and all that kind of stuff. Um, more for growing up, though, I would say. Yeah. Um, second one that I wanted to talk about and recommend was actually uh, manga because I've, I've started reading a lot more manga recently and yeah. really got into it. And there's some really great series out there. I'm going to cheat because I'm going to mention two. All right. That's all right. <laughs> I cheat all the time, by the way, <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> you have to, you know, because three is just not enough. But uh, there's a there's a series called Pluto, um, which is by Urasawa. Um, he he did a retelling of Astro Boy, you know, the world's greatest mm-hmm. robot, um, which was, you know, Astro Boy was one of my favorite cartoons. And a lot of people in Australia, we grew up on Astro Boy during the 80s when that cartoon series was on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and Urasawa was just told like a very grown up, almost like a detective noir sort of version of Astro Boy. And uh, this guy is just an absolute genius. You know, he's a master of storytelling, the way that he paces everything and gets you to fall in love with a character only to then, you know, something terrible is going to happen to that guy right after, you know, it's like you're reading a story and then all of a sudden you're like, why am I reading about this character that has nothing to do with the story? I don't understand. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, this character's awesome. I love this character now. And then boom, the only, he just sets it up just so you understand the gravity of what's going to happen later, you know? So anyway, cool. that Pluto is really great. And then uh, the one I wanted to cheat as a side mention was um, Alita, Battle Angel Alita, which is just an awesome series, so well drawn. It's amazing. The guy was like, you know, 17 years old or something when he yeah. first started drawing that. I, I read it again recently. 
uh, oh, uh, the so original good. series. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so much fun, and their set pieces are just beautiful. Uh, yeah, his the way he draws action is just incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really, um, I really just fell in love with his um, art when I started noticing things like that, just background details. You know, like the way he draws water. And you can just feel the power of the water when it's like flowing through different things, and it, it's it's drawn right there. And you know, I'm I'm looking at it, going, ah, oh, that's perfect. You know, I want to steal these ideas and yeah. take that. You know, so <laughs> it's really that's great. Sad. But um, yeah, I, I wish the movie was a little bit better. You know, because there's I want I, I wish that they would have told more of that story. And and unfortunately, um, it just didn't resonate as well as it could have. But anyway. Yeah. Um, the third one, I, I wanted to recommend like a, an all ages book, you know, just something that's, uh, anyone can check out basically. Yeah. Um, I think the, the classic one to go to is bone, you know, which is just such a awesome big adventure kind of thing. It's really fun. It's definitely yeah. a good all ages sort of comic. It's so easy to read and, um, you know, it's just really beautiful work and it's, a, it's just a sh such a shame that they've never been able to really turn it into a, a movie or a series or anything like that for one reason or another, you know, and, yeah. um, but Hey, the graphic novels out there and, um, it's like a big, big Bible, you know, you do a workout while you're reading it cause it's so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's an excellent series. And, um, he recently published a, um, a graphic novel. What's it called? Tuki, I think. Yeah. Tuki, yeah, like yeah. yeah. I think yeah, he did a crowdfunder um, for it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's only just arrived uh, at the library, so I haven't read it yet. Oh, because, cool! Uh, um, you know, it had some holes, so I I always let the people who have holes, uh, you know, uh, read it first before I <laughs> before I do it. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that as well. So yeah, that's great. cool. Great, great choices. Yeah. yeah, no worries. There, there was um, there's one other one here actually. Oh, you're gonna cheat again. Yeah, yeah, because because this is this is actually really cool. Um, this yeah. is one that I just picked up off the shelf. Um, just this week, it just came out, and yeah. so it was it like that's very rare for that to happen to me. Usually, I've looked at stuff online and I've seen yeah. what's coming out, and I've got interested in it. But I was just walking past at the shop, and that thing was there, and I, I look at it. It's called Samurai Doggy. Yeah, and um, it's really, really good. Like, it's just the first issue, so you know, I wouldn't put it in a, as a recommendation because I, I don't know what happens in the story and I don't know where it goes. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that first issue, so maybe that's something that people might want to go out and check out if you want to get jump on board with a new comic book series. <laughs> that's right. If it caught your attention, we should check it out. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. If you if you're into like sort of you know the anthropomorphic characters and uh, samurais and you know sort of post-apocalyptic robots and a bit of graffiti style like that's that's kind of the vibe in that book so it's cool sounds like lots <laughs> of fun i mean <laughs> yeah yeah well uh thank you john it's it's been great to talk to you and uh yeah um everyone buy neverlanders for yourself and for the library and uh, recommend it to others as well um you know and uh yeah uh thank you so much no problem thank you so much for having me here and, and it's been really nice to talk to you properly for more than two minutes right <laughs> yes <laughs>